Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Retro Ad Review. Hi, everybody. Uh, so... What is on our plates today? <laughs> that was an interesting turn of phrase there. But I'll say my usual thing. We're looking at commercials. Uh-huh. Yep. Specifically <laughs> Burger King. Okay. So we're looking at Burger King commercials. So we've looked at Burger King commercials in the past. Well, we looked at one Burger King commercial. Because what was the episode? Was it weird? Uh, was it we- I think it was weird in the plastic-faced Burger King was running away from the cops because he was giving people money. So it was kind of our, like, kind of let's get weird one where the commercials were all about weird things happening. And one of the weird things is the Burger King king um, of recent history. I think he's still on television, right? He came back. Yeah, he came back. And we got a little bit into Burger King. And then we eventually thought, why not do an entire thing about Burger King? It also brought up an interesting legal question about consent and people (laughs) giving you money. (laughs) That's not what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Burger King. But these are not just your regular Burger King commercials. They are all based around... Songs and jingles. Yeah. So how about we kick off with the first one now introducing that king of fun the one who's okay with us kids the magic burger king in person yay i'm the marvelous magical burger king i can do most anything now watch me kids when i twist my ring like magic we're at burger king this morning I'm the marvelous magical Burger King. I can do most anything. I love magic and food that's fun. So I'll make a burger disappear, make it come back here. Turn apples into pies right before your eyes. Turn onions into rings. As we can see. Put a shiver in the shape. It's easy for me. I'm the marvelous magical Burger King. I can do most anything. I love magic and food that's fun. So Kurger Bing, yay! Uh, Kurger Bing. I'll never let go of Kurger Bing. So, just to briefly tell you what happens in this commercial, if you're interested in seeing it, it's called The Marvelous Magical Burger King 1977 on YouTube. So, it's a pretty straightforward commercial. Uh, a bunch of kids are standing on a stage with a giant burger floating in the middle. And they're introducing the... Spinning. <laughs> it's spinning. They introduce the burger but specifically the Burger King, who kind of poofs into existence from the burger. And he looks really, really similar to the Burger King of the current era, except it's a, it's a proper man's face. It's not like a, a... It's a human being. Yeah, it's a human man. Well, the other one's a human man as well, but he doesn't. He has like a fake head. This, is, this one, this Burger King has a person's head. Anyway, the commercial is just the Burger King wowing a bunch of 70s children, like showing his ring and poofing into a Burger King from the 70s and a bunch of 70s looking children are just delighted with everything the Burger King is doing. So the Burger King is very Ronald McDonald in this. 
even has red hair. But in term, what I mean by Ronald McDonald is he just is like a magical clown kind of character. Yeah, but his his hair is more naturally red. Yeah, it's more natural. <laughs> it's more naturally red in the. It's definitely like dyed hair. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the commercial. He just does various kind of tricks to please the children and the kids eat some burgers at the same time and it ends with him revealing the logo of the burger king on one of his little handkerchiefs so that's weird marvelous burger king burger king that was funny so we briefly touched on this on the last episode of the king but he started off animated where he was called the kerger bing i remember i saw a commercial where he had like a little motorcycle and he was all cool going into Burger King and he was being interviewed then he goes away on his motorcycle <laughs> he was voiced by Alan Swift and there were like gimmicks to Burger King and they had people outside doing magic tricks and stuff so in 1971 McDonald's released the McDonald's land line where you get like Ronald McDonald in his world with Grimace and stuff and Birdie and everything. That's where they started it. We did talk um, about this in our McDonald's yeah. commercial, didn't or McDonald's. There's a McDonald's one to this, uh, so you can go back and check out our McDonald's episode. <laughs> it was a full McDonald's, right? Yeah, yeah it, it was, was full uh, McDonald's, and we talk about McDonald Land, McDonald Land, and I think we mentioned the Burger King Kingdom. One of the guys who approached to do the McDonald's Land. He approached Sid and Marty Croft, who were famous uh, puppeteers of the 70s era. One of the most famous was H.R. Puffin Stuff. What the hell is H.R. Puffin Stuff? You don't remember when the kid went to a fan... It, it's pretty much McDonald Land. <laughs> there was this ugly yellow freak who was the mayor of the land. And the trees were weird. It was just a fantastical land that a kid could go to. And then... Sid and Marty Croft were approached by them, and then they said, no, we're not going to use you. But when McDonald Land came out, Sid and Marty Croft said, you just pretty much ripped off H.R. Puffin stuff and his magical land. Oh, that's that H.R. Puffin stuff. That horrible thing. They said H.R. Puffin stuff in particular was ripped off by Mayor McCheese. He does look like Mayor McCheese. Yeah. He really looks like Mayor <laughs> McCheese, except like a reptile. And they're both like the mayor of the whatever weird crazy what land they're in this i never knew its name so the base of mcdonald land was a ripoff but it was successful so the burger king corporation decided to create the burger king kingdom in response in 1976 so after the animated kerger bing guy they released yep they released this guy the marvelous magical burger king most of the commercials of him singing and dancing and using magic tricks to entertain the kids. They had an actual magician named Tom Hassini who did the magic tricks and taught the guy the tricks. Back in 1976, I had an idea to come up with a magical character that will do magic on TV commercials. I pitched the idea to Burger King Corporation and the rest is history. The man who was the Marvelous Magical Burger King was named Fred Barton. So, because it was ripping off McDonald's Land, which was ripping off H.R. stuff, they had several characters. The Burger King's nemesis was the Duke of Doubt. It wasn't that he said, ooh, burgers are bad, or ooh, I don't like it. His doubt was that the king wasn't magical. So he was like a 
modern day skeptic telling you that he hated the so Burger a, King. He was a modern day skeptic of the Burger King, not burgers themselves. Yeah, he was like, I'm the marvelous magical Burger King. I can do anything. I can make onion rings come out of ears. He's like, that's impossible. No, you can't. Da, 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 or whatever. That's impossible. Magic's only trickery. He was like a weird purple dookie outfit. Sir Shakes a lot. Kids, meet Sir Shake a lot. Who was cold and shivering because he really liked shakes, which kind of has weird connotations if you think about it more darkly. Withdrawal. He was a knight who liked shakes. He couldn't have enough of shakes. And when he wasn't, he was shivering cold. Wow. <laughs> cool. That's what they made fun of. Uh, there was also the burger thing, who was a burger whose face was in the style of vaudeville comedian W.C. Fields. And he was... like this, right? Yeah. That kind of... Yeah. He was also in a portrait. I think I saw that he was voiced by Frank Welker, but I'm not... I couldn't find too much verification for the voices. Wouldn't be surprised. Let's just say it is, because he voices yeah. everything. And there was the Wizard of Fries. He was a robot called the Wizard. He could just duplicate fries. And I heard that it was voiced by Tress McNeil. And I heard it, it kind of does, but I didn't get any other confirmation about it. So this whole cast of characters went on from 1976 to 1989 with pretty much the same premise. To 89. 89? Yep. So over 10 years. And he was soon replaced by the Burger King Kids Club, which I don't remember anything about the Burger King as a dancing man, but I do remember the Burger King Kids Club whenever we went there to get a kid's meal and you got the paper bag and you had all these stylish 90s kids. Hola amigos, soy Lingo. So the king finally was put away in 1989, but he kind of came back. When, you know how the gimmicks before they had magic trick people outside? One of the gimmicks was a balloon maker. And they had the king's head over the balloon. The mouth was open to put the balloon on and you inflated it and got it. One of the uh, ad makers from Crispin Porter and Bogoski. That's just down the road. Yeah. Well, down the road. It's probably like <laughs> yeah. a 40 minute drive or some crap. Anyway. Yeah. So they bought one on eBay and they made the plastic faced king that wakes up next to your bed and just randomly gives you <laughs> meals from Burger King. Yeah, just out of magic. It surprisingly, maybe not successful, but one of the more well-known outside of the doldrums. The 80s and the 90s didn't have too many successful uh, advertisements. They had like BKTV and they had other stuff. Like the Where's Herb ad, which was a monumental failure but yeah the what where's herb it was a little bit far our time okay i don't even know what that is that's fine if it's a failure i guess that's why i wouldn't know about it <laughs> now it was wait, two wait, years wait, old wait. So. we've already we've already discussed this but yeah like, no, i'll just go no 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 no, no no my question what's the kruger bing <laughs> the kruger bing was the little animated guy oh that sits on the burger yeah and his series of commercials where he's just a cool little Kruger Bing. Kruger Bing. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so much. Okay. It was so voiced by Simon Bar Sinister from Underdog. He's Underdog. No, he's Simon Bar Sinister. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So that is enough about the Burger King, not the Kruger Bing. I really love the Kruger Bing. 
Um, the marvelous Murder Kerger Bing. Do 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 do. Please edit that to put in the actual song. <laughs> All right. I'm the marvelous magical Burger King. Right. So we're gonna move on to the next commercial in our musical cavalcade of Burger King commercials. Something what like year was this? So this one is from the 2000s. So we've left from 2000 actually. So we've left from 1977 to 2000. So here it is. This is pretty basic. It just says that you, the Backstreet Boys, agreed to appear at a Burger King yada yada. And what's the yada yada? A little commercial. Forget it. We don't do commercials. It's not our style, man. We wouldn't even do this for a lifetime supply of free Whoppers. Does that rock or what? Now get live music from the Millennium Tour and a new song from their upcoming album on three CDs for two ninety nine each with any value meal. Have it your way. Have it your way. Um, so if you didn't know what that was, it was the. Backstreet Boys. And if you don't know who they are, you're either too old or too young. No, I'm kidding. Um, a lot of people don't know who they are probably at this stage. If you want to find this commercial on YouTube, it is called Backstreet Boys Burger King CDs commercial. So basically, it's pretty simple commercial. There's just the Backstreet Boys, the five singers of the group. They're sitting across from this agent guy from Burger King says well you gotta make a deal but you just have to do a commercial and their artistic integrity is saying like no way we don't do that because we're artists or whatever I don't know yeah <laughs> well apparently not because they do a lot of selling out stuff which I'm fine with it who cares and then he says we're not gonna do that what about for a lifetime supply of Whoppers and then it just shows them in a stage where they're wearing the uniforms of Burger King uh, with the headset microphone thing. And on a black stage, it says Burger King and some like plastic translucent glowing fire going back and forth like they're being grilled. And then at the end, they look like they don't like it. And the, the agent, agent guy just says, too. yeah, this is really he good. He appears to, to like it. And then it shows you the three CDs that you can get when you visit any local Burger King or whatever. I really want to keep saying Burger King. And then it finally shows the very end, the Burger King logo, and them singing, Have it your way. Have it your way. Right. So I clearly don't sing, and I don't care if I don't sing. So just to tell you a little bit about the Backstreet Boys, the Backstreet Boys were a famous boy band roamed the earth in the mid well I think they formed in the mid 90s I think they formed in what 1996 or something I thought it was 93 in Orlando or something right oh okay I don't know I think they formed in 1993 you're right and they hit their highs in like 97 98 99 2000 by the time this commercials come out they're at the absolute peak because I think after black and blue which is the album that this campaign is associated with it kind of just didn't do they just didn't do as well as they used to the boy band pop girl dancer thing kind of disappeared around the early 2000 like 2001 i believe yeah yeah so this was kind of towards the end of it but it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing in the world they were fine they've sold over a hundred million records worldwide making them the best-selling boy band 
of all time. Aren't they like the longest lasting two or something? Probably because like they're actually properly together. Now, when we talk about continuous service, that's not true because I think Kevin left at some point for a little bit. But they still as but a they, group. No, but he came like... together. He came back with them. No, I don't mean. I mean the group itself, not every individual member. Well, what about like Van Halen or some crap? Like, wouldn't they be longer? Or are we talking no. strictly boy bands? But they had so many different singers. I thought you meant. Ah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> so the Backstreet Boys are arguably the longest continuously <laughs> serving boy band and they were the first group since Led Zeppelin to have their first 10 albums reach the top 10 on the Billboard 200 and the only boy band to ever do so. So if there's... first what? 10? Whoa. Yeah, their first 10 albums reached the top 10. Like, ten. I don't even know. I don't even, I can't even name 10 albums by the Backstreet Boys. I just know the Millennium one and the Black and Blue. Well, we know Backstreet Boys. Oh, was we it know Millennium. Back or something? Was it Backstreet's Back? I don't know. Whatever. They did Backstreet Boys. Oh, Backstreet's Back. But internationally, it was known as Backstreet Boys. Then Millennial, then Black and Blue. But beyond that, I don't know what else they've done. But I think the stuff that they release later is probably supported by our sister. <laughs> so That's like, how we know a little more about yeah, them than like, we probably Nick's would. Nick's favorite color is green. Anyway, his mother printed a book, The Heart and Soul of Nick Carter. So basically, like in like 1999 or something, his mother released a book called The Heart and Soul of Nick Carter. And it was just about Nick Carter and his life up to that point. But he was like, he was like 16 20. or something stupid. Anyway, yeah. So if you want to know about the 16 oh, years yeah. of Nick Carter, there's a book about it. Anyway, so to go on to the actual... And if you want to see cooler music video, look at Aaron Carter facing Shaq in a Basketball oh Off. Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter tried, and it's best not to talk about him at all, because his, his story is sad. Anyway, so to go into the actual Burger King commercials... They were at their height. They were kind of the pinnacle of boy bandism, <laughs> which once you get to that stage, Burger Kings and McDonald's, sometimes maybe even Wendy's will come, will approach you to ask if you would, uh, you know. Like... Wendy's had Mandy Moore. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Burger Kings and stuff will come knocking at your door saying like, you know, let's, let's do a sponsorship deal or whatever. Which is kind of what this commercial is making fun of, which I enjoy to a point because it's, you know, they're being sellouts or whatever. So this commercial is officially called The Deal. And it was a, a big deal. Not even, not just contractually or whatever, but like the fact that the Backstreet Boys were collaborating with Burger King. Stuff like Pepsi existed in the past. You'd have like Michael Jackson and stuff collaborating with Pepsi. Yeah. I think Britney Spears mm -hmm. at one stage. You'd have a number of- Madonna with Pepsi. Who yeah, else with Pepsi? Ray Charles. <laughs> you got the right one, baby. <laughs> Like a whole load of people with Pepsi and Pepsi was for like the young new generation or whatever it is you want to call it. But the difference here is I don't think Burger King really did anything like that to that degree. So this was a big deal, a massive kind of promotion. Funnily enough, um, McDonald's caught wind of the fact that they were of kind of like their release schedule, their promotion schedule for this. So I presume they had something in the works with Britney Spears and NSYNC. And they actually released their commercial with those two giants a week earlier, which I guess kind of dampened Burger King's, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call but it. But they were both managed by Lou, Lou Pearlman. Pearlman. <laughs> Turned out to be a scam artist. 
But freaky scam. The Backstreet Boys said that he paid more attention to NSYNC than them. Yeah, and it's true because NSYNC started really, really climbing up. I think they they started later and they lasted. I don't think they lasted as long, obviously, as we were saying. But I think they ended later than the Backstreet Boys in terms of kind of their peak point. What is that song? I don't know. Like, Dirty Pop. Yeah, that's student. Dirty Pop. That idiocy. What I'm was not, past two thousand one? Nothing. It was well, just then like, I don't know, <laughs> 50 Cent? That was pretty much it. No, 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 but like the Backstreet Boys were kind of, I maybe think they probably ended in terms of like their powerhouse about a year earlier than NSYNC, okay. which in the mind of a 14-year-old is eons. I remember which when- in they, the mind of a 14-year-old with the internet yeah, is super eons. Then, yeah, because I remember when like Boys to Men came out, well, I don't remember when they came out, but I just remember when they came out with another song in like 1999, and I just remember being like, aren't they an old band? There was literally like a four-year hiatus or a three-year something, which I is thought. like death. That's what I thought with TLC. It was like Waterfalls, then like four years later they released No, Scrub. no Scrubs. I was like, aren't they a little old? Aren't they a 90s, like an early 90s band? What about this? the new kids? <laughs> yeah, and then the, what's his face? That That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, I'm going to get into this. I'll get back to the commercial. But you know, in 1999, one of the new kids released a song, or released an album, a solo album. And I remember coming across it because I was really, really, really little when the new kids on the block came out. But I liked it because our sister liked it. And she only liked it because our older cousin liked it. So I knew who the band was. And they broke up and all this stuff. This was probably like 1992 or something. And then one of them came out with a song in 1999 in an album. And I remember thinking like, whoa, what? This is like blast from the past stuff. Again, we're talking like seven years, maybe even five years. Because I don't know when they broke up exactly. But I, I was listening to Rick Dees. Rick Dees was like a guy who you would hear from the top 40. And he has like an app that lets you listen to what's going on in this week, the current week that we're in, but in like 1997 or 1991 or 81. Anyway, I was listening to it and they had like a brief clip of that new Kids on the Block member talking about how much he's grown. Was and it Jordan Knight? Yeah, it was Jordan that... Knight. There we go. How much he's grown and all this stuff and the long time he's been in the business and stuff. And then it's like, oh, and you have a kid now or you have a wife or something. It's like, yeah. What's it like being a 27-year-old with it? It's just like, hold on, this guy's 27? He's still really young, and we're treating him like he's this ancient man. <laughs> it was really weird. What was that song? I just remember the video. He's in front of a Ferris wheel. Yeah, it's, it's not a great song. As in, like, the content of it is shocking. It's the kind of song where you listen to it and you go, oh, my God, like, this is what was playing? This is... This is rude. It, yeah, it was very risque, actually. But speaking of old boy band members, Kevin from the Backstreet Boys was ancient anyway. He was. Right, right. Yeah, he was. Nick was 16 and he was 25 or something. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. I might be lying there, but he was the oldest one and he just looked like the old one. There's always that kind of joke of boy bands having like a dud and then there's the old guy, that kind of stuff. <laughs> But things have changed now. Now it's all these K-pop guys who are oh, all roughly the same age and are just, and look like they've been created in a lab because they're just so like perfect. But no, no, we're going back to the years of the 1900s. <laughs> right, so just to go back into this kind of thing, this entire campaign, because it was associated with the Black and Blue tour, came with like a huge amount of promotional material. So there was the Backstreet Project created by Stan Lee Media. So it was like kind of a comic book-esque cartoon thing 
of the Backstreet Boys kind of dressed up as superheroes. Nick Carter, I think he liked drawing. We don't know. We may be able to find this out within his book that his mother made. I think I recall like the Cyber Crusaders or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, Nick Carter helped with the design. Nick Carter and Stan Lee worked together on the Backstreet Project, which was a comic book released back in 2000. It portrayed BSB as a superhero group called the Cyber Crusaders, <laughs> and Burger King also released them as toys in their kids' meals. You can look it up, the Backstreet Project. They look like they're wearing the stuff from Larger Than Life, the video, the oh, music video. Yeah. So it's just kind of like this mechanical kind of robot outfits and stuff. No, they were different. Howie was a wizard and Kevin was Iron Man. <laughs> and Brian had basketball power. Oh, God, yeah, he loved <laughs> basketball, didn't he? Well, anyway, Burger King made a big deal out of this as well. They sold the toys of the designs, so there was even a kid's meal commercial where the Backstreet Boys turned into the superheroes. They're sitting in a Burger King, and they turn into the superheroes and... To escape their rabid child family. Yeah, because they're child families. So those toys were sold in Burger King's Happy Meals. There were webisodes made of the superheroes. There was multimedia, there were comics made. You can actually still find the webisodes on the YouTube page of Stan Lee Media. Alongside some Hillary Clinton campaign videos, there was this really weird side story here of Stan Lee Media having a bunch of weird legal problems. The guy who was in charge, not Stan Lee, was convinced that they were gonna do the media for Hillary Clinton's upcoming campaign. It's a mess, so we won't go into that, but that's weird. So if you look up the Backstreet Project on YouTube and you come across these videos for Hillary Clinton, I mean, we warned you. So <laughs> Burger King worked with the Backstreet Boys for a little while and other commercials and promotions. So they officially had three commercials with them. So if you weren't a kid and you were an older person that didn't want to have the toys and you were probably a teenage girl, you could also buy some value meals, which would include CDs. Get fat on <laughs> Well, you had a high metabolism, so maybe you could eat it. The CDs were called For the Fans. So there were three CDs, and this commercial actually shows three of them. They come in different colors, blue, red, and yellow. Don't know the difference. With live recordings of the Millennium Tour, so the previous tour. It also had a sneak peek song from the upcoming album, a song called It's True. I don't know what it is, but, you know, if I was a teenage girl, I was a teenage girl back then, I guess, right? Somewhere around there anyway. But I didn't like these guys, so it didn't matter. I probably would have, you know, freaked, like, oh my god, it's a sneak peek song. I don't know how you say that. And anyway, beyond that, they also had a behind-the-scenes VHS. So there was a lot of merchandise that kind of came with this. And they didn't come with the value meals. You had to pay extra, right? Well, you had to pay extra for certain things, I think. I think to get the thing. Yeah. But anyway, whatever it is, it was just kind of a, a flurry of merchandise to promote Burger King and the Backstreet Boys. So the CDs also worked with the computer. You could put it into your CD-ROM and you can download screensavers, wallpapers. It had a game. How compatible are you with the Backstreet Boys? It was like Boys? the ancient days that you put it in, you still hear it whirring the, for yeah, a little bit. Intense whirring. <laughs> so you, you would put that in and you would play little games. So I don't know. If you go to BuzzFeed, they might have something like, how compatible are you with the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> maybe like maybe they will. It's that kind of thing. It's the kind of thing that you screw around with because you're young and have nothing to worry about. <laughs> so Burger King, along with Kellogg's and Polaroid, they were the official sponsors for Black and Blue, the tour. 
which was 2001. And it was a massive tour. It earned $315 million in earnings. I think it was the best-selling tour of that year. I think the Burger King sponsorship probably helped. I think after that, their tours didn't do as well. But, you know, you might as well go out on a high with Burger King. And that is the story of Burger King and the Backstreet Boys. I didn't like them. I was more into <laughs> new metal at the time. And I saw them sellouts because they were selling out to Burger King and freaking PBS's Arthur. Nick! Oh, yeah, man. There was someone pointed this out online, but Arthur had a lot of guest actors come in. Yeah. And the drawing style for them is so weird. Remember the Backstreet Boys in Arthur? They have a particular... We have that VHS, don't we? We have it somewhere. We probably recorded it. This is the worst. Let's step away from this because this is the stupidest thing I've talked about all day. Step away from Arthur and his bad drawing. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and do not look up Matt Damon and Arthur. All right. He looks worse than Team America. Matt Damon. Good. All right, so we're going to move on to the last of our commercials, and it is called Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch, and it has four exclamation points if you want to find this online. When my belly starts rumbling uh, and I'm jonesing for a treat, I close my eyes for a big surprise, the Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch. I love the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch The breasts they grow on trees And streams of bacon ranch dressing Flow right up to your knees There's tumbleweeds of bacon And cheddar paves the streets Folks don't front you cause you got the juice There's a train of ladies coming with a nice caboose Never get in trouble, never need an excuse That's the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch I love the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch No one tells you to behave Your wildest fantasies come true Dallas cheerleaders give you shades Red onions make you laugh instead And french fries grow like weeds You get the veg all day All the lotto tickets paid There's a king who wants you to have it your way That's the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch that is the, the tender, tender crisp, crisp bacon, bacon cheddar, cheddar ranch. ranch. I think I think you may have said this to me, but that sounds like Big Rock Candy Mountain. Yeah. It sounds like it, right? It is. Okay, okay, so it's Big Rock Candy Mountain, whatever. It's a old song about hobo life. Living the hobo life. Hobo paradise of a Willy Wonka world where you just get anything you want, like mountains made of cotton candy and bulldogs having rubber teeth. That's weird. Right, so the commercial itself is no better than what we've just described for Big Rock Candy Mountain. It stars Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish fame and of current, I guess, Darius Rucker country singer fame. The commercial itself is this weird visual feast of Darius Rucker singing with a guitar in a purple suit and a cowboy hat and walking around, presumably, Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch. It's like the more adult version, next door neighbor of McDonald land. <laughs> yeah, and it has a lot of women doing things. It shows the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders doing stuff. It's just this really strange collection of visuals. He, he essentially describes it in the commercial, but there's giant burgers. There's this guy on a horse with a cowboy hat. There's a giant chicken. There's just a lot of stuff going on in this commercial that I won't do justice to describing it. So just look up Tender Chris Bacon, Bacon Cheddar, Cheddar Ranch, Ranch and you'll see what I mean. I think the concept here is that it's kind of this Candyland world where anything can happen. It's kind of like hyper visuals of 
strange things mm-hmm. occurring, but that are wonderful. Where the streets are paved with cheddar cheese. Yeah, That's, there's cheddar that cheese. That doesn't sound streets. very appealing. Where the streets are paved with cheese. There are no oh, yeah, cats I forgot about in that. America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Crispin Porter and Bogoski. Oh, I know why they keep working with them. Because they do Cause weird Burger stuff. Burger King's headquarters are here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, go on. How do you know where it is, though? Your what? job? <laughs> I used to walk past it. Oh. Well, how do you remember that? I used to walk past a lot of things. I, don't I have a memory for random things. <laughs> I know ad agency headquarters. Well, like, <laughs> my field of work kind of is in that realm-ish, so... Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is not about me. This is about Burger King. Well, these weirdos who created the Weird King Face Man decided to go weird again with the subservient chicken. Is that what the chicken is? That's kind of wandering around yeah. in a big rock candy mountain? I don't know the name yeah. of this place, this ranch. Oh, okay. There's a big chicken. The Fantasy Ranch. I think that was the official name of it. But the subservient chicken started off where this guy just told him to do whatever he wanted. And the slogan for the tender crisp sandwich, basic tender crisp sandwich because this subservient chicken was part of the tender crisp sandwich family, which Fantasy Ranch was part of. What was it again? Tender, tender crisp, crisp bacon, bacon cheddar ranch. Yeah. The tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. And crisp, we can assume tender crisp is chicken. Like the sandwich yeah. is a chicken. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Why this wouldn't stuff. you? <laughs> well, chicken the way you like it so the chicken being subservient pretty much did what the guy so told him creepy okay it's, it has like weird connotations yeah, yeah it, one of the i think one of the commercials had it dressing up in attractive clothing chicken just the way you like it what year was this? 2005 I believe. okay so this is the weird era all right now this makes more sense now okay so yeah, so the chicken does whatever you want, the way you like it. Have it your way. Have it your way. So it started off on TV, but since we were in the nascent days of the internet days, they decided to go onto the internet and you could have a site where you could make it moonwalk and do flips and do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll! And this and that. It's a far cry from putting your CD into your CD-ROM and seeing if you matched up with Nick Brian, Brian Luttrell. <laughs> Luttrell. <laughs> <laughs> well, they continued with the Tender Crisp line, and Fantasy Ranch was the second one. And Fantasy Ranch was born. The chicken guy had a cameo in it amidst all the rest of the weirdness. You probably could have missed it. And it showed the king in the back with his girlfriend at the time, Brooke Burke, who was a presenter. So this is kind of a cameo heavy. Yeah. Why well, say heavy? It just had like and it had the and Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. And the Cowboy. Yeah, no, it was filled with Vida Guerra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she had to go with him to the Lakers basketball games, and she was spotted horseback riding with him and lying on the beach. So it was just a weird. Yeah, these guys just pushed up the weird. The weird factor. A weird factor was getting a adult contemporary singer to sing country for a weird, crazy McDonald Land world for a bacon cheddar ranch. So after that, they also did another one, which was chickenfight.com. 
They actually had a one-time showing on DirecTV where Tender Crisp fought Spicy Chicken. And whoever won was the better type of chicken you would have a so, sandwich at. So, so men dressed up as chickens? Yeah. Okay. And then they punched each other. And they fought each other. Yeah. And then there okay. was the Big Buckin' Chicken where he was in the rodeo. Big Chicken. And the Big Huckin' Chicken where he was on a dirt bike. Big Chicken. They both promoted tender crisp cheesy bacon chicken sandwich. These are such a mouthful of words. Yeah, I was gonna say it's too much. That's why I'm like tender rock. I mean, I, don't I guess know. that that helps with the song. Tender, tender crisp, crisp bacon, bacon cheddar. <laughs> yeah, but even that's not sticking with me. I was singing the original Burger King song yeah. more than this. So Chicken Weirdo was also in the 2006 video games from the Xbox One that they shoved out. One of them was like Burger King Racing. You had the King. You had Brooke Burke <laughs> as a racer. You had his son Whopper Jr., which was just a guy with a Whopper <laughs> costume completely surrounding him. And it was just trying to rip off Mario Kart for a quick book of this weird thing. So I don't know. I'm probably going to send a letter to Crispin Porter and Bogoski. Bo Boguski? Sounds like an insult from the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so, 10 years after the fact, in 2014, he came back to promote the Chicken Big King sandwich. When you say he... Well, the chicken, I chicken, guess, is a she. The original chicken. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's true, it's a she. So, she had to work out and stuff to get back in shape after 10 years. So, this was a weird line of chicken, subservient chicken... I don't like that name. I don't like subservient <laughs> chicken. It kind of creeps me out. And the pinnacle for me would have been this fantasy ranch one. No cats in America and the streets are paid for cheese. Right. So we've gone through all of our commercials and weren't they a joy? Uh, <laughs> they were all a little weird. <laughs> uh, we're going to get that. Now to rating. Okay, so we had the Marvelous Magical Burger King, we had the Backstreet Boys, and we had Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch. I can't say that. I can't say it well enough. I have to to really think about it. (laughs) Which one was your least favorite? Least favorite... I know which one's my least favorite. But maybe you should go, because i got to think okay. about these. So I think for me, it's Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch. And there's a lot of things that kind of come into why it is. But primarily for me, I was never the biggest fan of the kind of weird for weird, for the sake of weird stuff that was kind of going on in the 2000s. But I think the biggest issue I have with the commercial is the song. Like, so this is our musicals episode. <laughs> and I, this one just didn't really stick in my mind. The other two kind of sat in my mind. Even if I didn't sing the Backstreet Boys one, it was kind of stuck in my head for a while. I think that's more of its its issue with me. Like, I'm doing a balance between the commercial itself and the song. And I think the song really puts this down to the bottom for me. No, not knocking on Darius Rucker, but I just mean more like it didn't, it's not memorable to me. He's still relevant. What with Post Malone covering, I only want to be with you for Pokemon. What? (laughs) Pokemon 25th anniversary. Pokemon, the movie? The Detective Pikachu? 2021 is the 25th anniversary. I'm confused though. What was he doing it for? 
There was was there a film? Pokemon compilation. All right, whatever. We're not getting we're Pokemon. not getting into this. All right. That was a bit of a derailment. What's, your, what's, what your, what's your? I'd go with this one too because tender crust bacon cheddar. I kind of like the classic version of Big Rock Candy Mountain. It just has this weird feel of some of old those? old South banjo playing Southern guy yeah. on his porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was just a weird precursor to his country career, and it just smashed all kinds of weird in your face. And it had a bit of a spicy. Yeah. I also what did I say? They have them. a nice caboose. Yeah. And like show the, these attractive women. The on women a little... and the women in the commercial are all slightly suggestive. I wouldn't say they're like overly, but they just seem a little. Yeah. Something's off. But it's just, just that line. She's paving the roads or whatever. It's like ugh. And the streets are okay. <laughs> That sounds more appealing, though. Streets are paved with cheese. But this is the same thing. The streets are paved with cheddar cheese. I guess the way they showed it. The way they showed it on the floor and how she was paving it. There's like this block of cheese she put in. It's gross. I guess, but like, how else are you going to pave the streets with cheese? Yeah, like like she said. it was, Or like you said. The weird for the sake of weird era of that entire 2000s decade just didn't appeal to me. All right. So number two. For me, it is. Oh, this one's tough. The um, magical mystery tour. Yeah, mag- <laughs> marvelous magical Burger King. It's middle for me because the Backstreet Boys. In fact, I'm just gonna do both at the same time. The Backstreet Boys edges it out. I really like the marvelous magical. I can't speak today. Oh, uh, the marvelous magical Burger King. Tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. Marvelous magical Burger King. Backstreet Boys. Maybe that's why I like it. It's just easy for me to say. The Marvelous Magical Burger King. I think the song's really catchy. I enjoy the song. It's a really, really corny commercial. It's fine. It's not anything like mind blowing or anything. It's very simple. I feel like it's one of the. It's it's simple. It's simple seventies, I suppose. It's not that simple, and <laughs> that it has like like the Burger King is a magician. I think that's what makes it feel quaint. I think that was to compete with Ronald. No, no, no who was I, a magic clown. Yeah, guy. yeah. Magic. But do you know when you think of, for instance, the Burger King now, he like poofs stuff out of thin air. It's that kind of magical. Meanwhile, this guy's pulling hankies out of his shirt. Ooh, when will it end? It feels very quaint. I kind of appreciate the authenticity that the magician and all the, guys really taught. All the kids, all the kids are, are into it. There's not a problem yeah, with it. Yeah, and they're natural, not too overly. You would never see this happen now. Like, well, it would be making fun of the magician, or the magician would do a twist at the end. You would never see a commercial now, like, with this happening, where it's a straight-up magician. How natural do you feel the kids? Because I, the presenting, da 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 I think that's funny. But, like there's, if, but then I think of the kids today in, like, the Ronald McDonald's commercial, like, hey, Ronald, oh no. They're all very, very excited. It seems a little too... Everything's really, yeah, everything's really bad. That's why I can't really tell unless you're a talented kid. Like even these kids presenting, it looked like elementary school play or something. That's why I liked it. Presenting, it felt like the type of things elementary kids kids do. But I don't like watching those, they're boring. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I laughed when it came on screen. Because it's like, this looks like a barrel of laughs. It's kind of weird with a floating, spinning, giant burger. (laughs) Presenting a giant burger. Presenting a giant burger. Nope, it's a man. Um, I guess I'd go with this one my second as well because something at the out of the era and the jingle heavy the jingle, happiness and it's more kid centric. The jingle of it is enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, the marvelous magical burger. Marvelous magical burger. I like his look kind of. He looks, he looks more weird. normal. weird. 
So the best one for me is the Backstreet Boys one. Definitely nostalgia is playing into it, but what I like about it is I like the little story that it tells, and I like that the Backstreet Boys kind of made fun of themselves. Just showing them properly selling out because they're wearing the, the uniforms of a Burger King person and doing kind of like a doo-wop dance on a weird stage, like a small stage, just for Burger King. Uh, those those mechanical underground set yeah, things, the fire going back and, and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's cute for that. And at the end, they do look disappointed in themselves. So I kind of like that. I just like the little storyline involved in it. Yeah, even the agent at the end just saying that one line. Oh, yeah, it looks good. They're like, yeah. Yeah, it's they're not kind happy. Of a funny punctuation. To yeah, they know that they did bad. <laughs> they know that they've sold out and they don't seem comfortable with that. That's what I enjoy about this particular commercial. The song is good too. It's just the Backstreet Boys singing, so obviously it's going to be... Well, I say obviously, but it's going to be done well because they're professional singers. Hold the pickles, all the lettuce. Hold the pickles, all the lettuce. So that's why I like that one. That why that's why I, it's the top. I didn't research when that jingle came out. Oh um, yeah, have it your way. I think yeah. it was in the nineties. I don't know. So it's number one for you as well. Why? Simplicity, not over hyper stylized, hyper reality, and the classic ones just look kind of put together. This one, you can see that they put effort into it, into it because they were trying to appease a big group. Yeah, and they didn't act too well, but it was like yeah. Just a yeah, funny they're... poking fun at themselves. We're not sellouts. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they weren't good actors. <laughs> I guess when you have that much money, more money isn't enticing to you, but greasy whoppers for the rest of your life Maybe. is enticing to you. <laughs> the reason I was, I just want to say, I'll give credit to the other two. They're not pinning, well, do you know what the last one is? But they had to come up with a different concept or something interesting. The Backstreet Boys commercial is purely like, where are the Backstreet Boys? Like when you watch a TV show and then they have the cameo of a famous artist and you just, oh, that person's in there. And it doesn't really do anything for the com- or for the TV show itself, but it's just their viewership, at least we're talking back, back in the day, the viewership goes very high because tons of people are like, I want to tune in to see Britney Spears on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No. Um, the other two had to create concepts, and I can appreciate them for that. Uh, the third one? I mean, the uh, tender tender Chris Bacon Cheddar Ranch was a little fudging with That's why having I, to recognize people, because there were like, what, it was, four it was, people you could recognize? It was the overload. And, the... and I think I'm talking about that campaign. Uh, I'm talking about it as a campaign rather than that particular commercial, so I can okay. appreciate that. But I think the Backstreet Boys one is more fun. Also, it's the shortest of the bunch, so it's probably a bit easier more to More digestible. Absorb. Yeah. Okay, so based on these three commercials, which one would you buy? Which one would cause you to seek out? I guess I'd be buying the same product either way, so... <laughs> well, you would be buying Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch, and the other oh, one, I guess, are burgers, it. and the other one's, like, maybe a CD. Well, I guess that would leave the Burger King, because the other one that's still kind of around... I don't get CDs and I don't get a bacon cheddar ranch. <laughs> but let me see. Um, uh, I'm torn between the Magical Burger King and the Backstreet Boys. I know which one for me. I mean, the Backstreet Boys gave you CDs. That's nice. But uh, the Burger King was just too basic. I guess I would go with Backstreet Boys if I'm counting the whole thing. You get CDs, great. And you also get those cool toys. Yeah, I, I think for me it would be Burger King. I don't really like, I don't eat burgers and stuff, but I don't like chicken, like crispy chicken that much. I do, but like, I always feel a bit ill after eating those types of things, at least <laughs> when I used to eat them. 
So I, I feel that I wouldn't. And then I think just the Backstreet Boys one, it shows a nice picture. And this is actually what attracted me to it. At Ooh, the very end. It I shows, like that cup. <laughs> yeah. At the end, it shows a really nice picture of the meal. It shows a burger, fries, a drink, and I guess a CD. And that is what made me feel like, ooh, I could go for that. The Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch doesn't show anything like that. And the Marvelous Magical Burger King doesn't either, really. I think the most it shows that at the very end, Brooke Burke has a sandwich in her hand. Yeah, this actually puts the product front and center at the end. Okay, every single one has something I'm else from just the Just re-looking at the commercial. I don't know. For some reason, I really like that cup. It just shows the members on the cup, and it just looks really cool it's to me. It's a special cup. Reason. So that's why I think it was, it would be for me. In in the Magical Mystery Tour, <laughs> the kids are eating the burgers, but they're not that visually attractive. Not the children, the burgers. <laughs> and they're rather ugly, children. The, yeah, the children are all adorable, but... That's from the 70s, so maybe that's why they didn't have all that marketing stuff. So who's more would look too good. So this who's more attractive, the Burger King or the no, agent in the Backstreet Boys no. or the chicken? It's probably the women in the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. That's um, probably true. Yeah. Bonus lightning round question because these somehow come up. What's your favorite song of the three of these? Probably the magical mar- marvelous magical Burger King. <laughs> the one I can't pronounce. Yeah, I'm struggling today. Uh, I do like... I guess... (laughs) I guess it would go with the Marvelous Magical Burger King because it is snappy and snazzy. It's extremely simple. I do like the song Big Rock Candy Mountain and the two songs from Backstreet Boys, the Burger King jingle and then the tune it plays for the CD ad. It's an actual proper song, song, so it feels better. But I guess I'd go with the jingle of the marvelous Burger King. Mm-hmm. It's pretty descriptive mm-hmm. either, too. Mm-hmm. I give you burgers mm-hmm. and fries. Mm-hmm. It's very child. I'm the marvelous magical Burger King. So yeah, I think that one would be the best. So. So yeah, that's it. I'm tired. Um. <laughs> so that was the end of our Burger King journey. And it's probably like 10 minutes since I've said Kurger Bing. Uh, <laughs> so that's positive. Cool. So with that, we are closing today's session. Thank you for joining. If you like us, please subscribe to us on Apple, on Google, on Anchor, on Spotify. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we are there. So you can even do a quick search on Google and type in Retro Ad Review and we'll be there. So just, you know, sign up. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. So you can follow us there where we post commercials and we talk to you. So I think that's it. We'll be back again in the coming week with a new episode. So get your hoodie and the blowfish and Backstreet Boys and some kind of Burger King cassette tape and listen to them while you eat Burger King. I didn't, I didn't know how to stretch this one out because it was a little hard. The other one was like, drink maybe, Heineken. And maybe and there was no need. Budweiser. And have a great time this one. Have you had your break with it? Music oh, with food. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody.